One of the things we do here at FitSpeak is introduce our listeners to new voices in the worlds of health, wellness, and fitness. Over the past month, we've introduced you to Shea Godet from swimming, Real Glowoski from running, and L. Bush from cycling. If you take those three sports of swimming, cycling, and running, you, of course, get triathlon. Our newest FitSpeak voice is a triathlete and a fairly new person to the sport. Her name is Chloe Null a full-time student at the University of the Fraser Valley and a member of the Abbotsford Triathlon Club. uh, Chloe, rather, is going to be telling us about her most recent race experiences at the Olympic distance, rather, that she did back on June the 25th down at Cultus Lake. Welcome to FitSpeak, Chloe. Hi. So um, I figured I would start out with a bit of background on why I got into the sport and why triathlon instead of, like, running on its own or swimming on its own or even just cycling on its own so uh I started back in January initially um I was never an athlete uh in high school um people would probably peg me as a stereotype of weird art kid honestly um I did like musical theater and I was always an artist more inclined to um even like uh, English writing and things like that. So, so was, no swim club background for you? Uh, I did swim club, yes, but it was um, more my mom's idea, honestly. And I was never going to be a lifeguard um, either, except for my parents were like, you need a good job. And I'm very thankful for that now. So, um, and definitely thankful that they decided to keep me in swimming. Um, I, at the time, I was never fast. So competition was never something I enjoyed. Um, but we got, once a year in my swim club, we got a, um, opportunity to do something called a swimathon, where you got to raise money for each length that you did. And I got someone sponsoring me at 12 years old thinking, oh, she's not going to swim that much. So they sponsored me probably, I think it was something even like $5 for a lap. Wow. And I was like, all right, here we go. Mm -hmm. And, uh. So I ended up swimming 97 lengths in an hour at How 12 old were years you? old. 12 years old. Yeah. And <laughs> so I raised the most amount of money for the club that year. And that was pretty cool. Um, yeah. So <laughs> that was like my one like victory as far as like any competition goes when I was that age. In high school, I did a bit of cross country, like very small amount. Um, otherwise, like I said, no competition. Um, just something occasionally for health, uh, nothing else. And so then in the last year, I um, discovered that I have ADHD, which made school very difficult for me. And my doctor is someone who decided that medication or he wanted me to try things other than medication first, which I was like very on board with. I didn't want to go the route of medication. Not that I have anything against it, but I just want to see if I could kind of manage things on my own. So I decided... I was going to get bored doing one sport. I wasn't going to (laughs) stick with it. And um, I figured it would be cool to try triathlon. Um, I'd seen people doing it. So I actually started Googling to see if there was a club around because I knew I wasn't going to stick with it on my own either. Why not? um, I just don't stick with things. (laughs) That's a symptom of ADHD. You're very impulsive. Um, So I've jumped on the bandwagon with so many things and... And, um, so I knew I had to find someone to kind of like hold me accountable or a group of people. Um, so I found the Abbey Tri Club on the internet and I emailed Mikey first of all, and I got an email back with probably about 20 exclamation marks in it. 
I'm not kidding. It was that many. I was like, Did that scare you? Not at all. I was like, (laughs) this doesn't seem serious at all. So maybe they're not going to like judge me for not knowing anything of what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, So he invited me to the first um, social uh, in January, I think it was. And I showed up and everyone was super welcoming. Mikey came up and gave me a giant hug. And I never met this man before in my life. And he was like, I don't know, Mikey's super tall. And I'm like, five two <laughs> and this is like tall guy comes up and like it gives me a giant hug and I was like okay like, what's going on here <laughs> but it was it was exactly what I needed and um it was very much people from all spectrums of the sport like just starting and um not no like just starting and people who have done like hundreds probably not hundreds of triathlons but hundreds of triathlons yes um and so it was really cool to like see that and not have to worry about where I was at like just starting um so I signed up for the club and I didn't have a bike (laughs) and um my grandma immediately messages me after finding out and she's like I have a bike for you Chloe (laughs) and so she gives me her old bike that she'd rode in India for years and it's like this old I don't even know what it is and I was like stoked so I like (laughs) I drive I met my grandma halfway between Seattle and picked up this bike and I like drove across the border and the border guard didn't even care that I was taking a bike across because he looks in the back and he's like Oh, that bike and like lets me cross the border score so yeah i totally didn't have to pay anything on it um so yeah then i kind of started out like just training and i found that i had like a real passion for it and i, I was able to focus a lot more if i got a workout in in the day and it kind of like would center my thoughts and i like i always describe my brain as like going fast all the time like if, you, if you've ever seen like like a hamster in a wheel just going that's what my brain I feel like is going um all the time and so I initially um before I started writing a blog to kind of describe how I would manage things before I started training and um if anyone's read it it kind of starts out as like this huge like chaos like I um was in school for one semester I've changed my mind probably four times in the course of two and a half years on what I want to do for school, um, which isn't entirely unusual, I guess. But for me, that's like quite a lot and a lot of money that, I mean, didn't have to be spent. (laughs) So in my last semester of school, I ended up failing a class, which was pretty unfortunate because I'm paying for school all on my own. I mean, it would be unfortunate if anyone else was paying for it. But for me, having to work for it and then not pull through, um, that was huge for me. And what was the course? uh stats 104 (laughs) yeah so not entirely uncommon also for people to fail that one as well Mm. um but it was just like okay i need to take a step back and figure out like why school is hard um and how i can counteract that and so that was another reason like like i said before why i got into the sport so i took a semester off of school and started training instead um which was huge for me and um another bit of personal background which I won't entirely get into right now um I had a pretty significant um experience happen to me um two years ago I guess now um that I didn't realize was like a negative experience um that I didn't realize was affecting me as much as it was and so training also kind of helped me reclaim where I was at mentally as far as not um I guess not 
feelings down all the time based on the um, negative experience that had happened. So this cloud lingering, yeah, not always exactly. presenting itself, but yeah. always there. It was there. just always there, always and I didn't there. like feel myself for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, of course, there's been ups and downs in training. Like, everyone has. You have weeks where it's like, what am I doing? And you have weeks where it's like, I'm on top of the world. And I've probably had more I'm on top of the world moments because I'm so new. And um, and because you're hanging around Mikey Ross. And yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're totally going to get feelings of being on top of the world. Um, so, yeah, then I guess, like, so that's a bit of bra- background. I could probably talk forever about myself. Um, so I should probably get into my race reports. Um, I was which gonna, one do you want to talk about first? I was going to kind of compare the two. Okay. Um, now, probably, which two races are we talking about? So I did e- the Oliver Olympic distance. Uh, that was May Oh, what day was in May? I think early, May early 5th. June, I think. Was it early yeah. June? Oh, yeah, it, was. it was. Like it, told, it was June third. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, June 3rd. Yeah, June third, and then I did the Cultist Lake one on June twenty fifth. Yeah, like so three at weeks the end later. End of the month. Yeah, yeah. crazy. Um, Same person. Three weeks later. Exactly. So um, Oliver, I. D- um, everyone says their first race is kind of like a gong show, and I'd done a sprint distance, so I kind of knew what to expect as far as transition goes. But um, jumping up to the Olympic distance um, probably wasn't the wisest decision, but I had to do it because, like I said before, the, these I have are the an stories we love nature. to hear. <laughs> so I had to just decide. Um, I decided I was just going to do it. Honestly, I was registered for the sprint distance up until a week before, and I messaged the dynamic race directors, and I was like, "Can I change this?" And they're like, "Yeah, go for it." So, and then I kind of, kind of like clicked as to what I just done, and I was like, "I haven't even ridden." 40 kilometers on my bike ever in my life. And, so why did you, know. you make that decision to go up to the <laughs> um, Olympic then? I just wanted to see, honestly, I felt like the sprint distance when I did it, um, I'm not a sprinter. Um, like I said before with swim club, I've always been someone who likes to push to see how far I can go. So I was like, well, the sprint distance actually wasn't as challenging as I thought. I'm going to see mm-hmm. if I can do the Olympic. Um, so then I, that's why I switched it. Uh, so yeah, then the week leading up to Oliver was not well planned out either. Um, so you're going to kind of get like a feel for my impulsive nature here. I, I had decided to move out of my parents' house a month before and I, the date of moving out was the day before the race. Excellent. And so, uh, or no, two days, I guess. So I moved all my stuff into this basement suite and I was like, I had gotten a different bed. So like I had the worst sleep of my life. (laughs) I hadn't been training the week because I was, like, packing all my stuff between working. And um, the next day, I worked a four-hour shift teaching in the pool. And then right after my shift, I went home and packed. I haven't even packed yet. So this <laughs> is on a Friday night? This, Yeah, yeah. And so I... No, no, no. This is the day... Oh, yeah. Was it Friday? Because the race was on Saturday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the Friday. Um, so the um, my boyfriend said he was going to come with me, which was super awesome for him to be there. I think uh, he probably made it so that I didn't completely, like, forget everything <laughs> on the way out there. So he even said, like, two days before, he's like, Chloe, like, why do you have to move out? Can't you change your moving update? I was like, no, it's all happening this this weekend so uh he helped me load up all my stuff after i frantically packed it after my shift and we got caught in traffic all the way to oliver so we i couldn't pick up my race package the night before which stressed me out a bit but um i'm pretty easygoing in that way when it comes to racing like i get to the race and right before it i realize that there's nothing else i can do to get better in that moment so i just kind of like 
completely chill out. And so you would expect that with the way my brain is, I would just be like amped up, like going, but I'm not at all. I'm just like... The hamster on the wheel I'm just is like, rolling. Well, I'm here and I'm where I'm at. So uh, yeah, so prep for Col- or Oliver was definitely not <laughs> what it should have been. But And I knew that too. Um, Cultus, however, was way better. Um, I'd been living in my new place for a couple weeks now. I had had a good sleep. I ate um, the right meal before. That was another thing about Oliver is the night before when we got to Oliver, I forgot that I had to eat a specific meal so that I didn't like cramp up or get nauseous. And the only thing... What did you wind up The only thing that was open in like this tiny town that like was remotely something because I'm also gluten-free too. So I can't like just go eat pasta anywhere, right? (laughs) Was a Chinese food place. (laughs) So I decided that I was like, okay, they have rice and like veggies. So I'll order like rice and veggies and it was still like covered in grease worst idea ever but mm-hmm. it, it was it was a uh, it ended up i don't know it was it wasn't the best so again oliver was just like getting to the race and getting it done essentially cultus so cultus i had um a meal at uh milan and jake's place oh, yes. um part of members of members the of the atc atc club um and i had gluten-free noodles and milan had made um mikey's um alfredo sauce cauliflower alfredo sauce and it was fantastic and like light enough there was like i guess there's no cream in it to make it like as heavy as natural or other alfredo sauce that you would expect so definitely good pre-race meal as far as in contrast with chinese food better than the chinese food (laughs) um yeah so prep was way better um and I just felt more relaxed for cultists too because it was it wasn't as far of a drive it was like 45 minutes from my house um yeah, and with Cultus, um, the day before, it was really hot. So I was hydrating a lot with water. And I was also getting electrolytes from Gatorade um, because that's all I knew to use. And it ended up being fine. So I've heard people say bad things about Gatorade. But... Well, if it works for you, it works for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll jump ahead to, like, the day of the race. Now yeah, that tell I've us about that race day experience. Rambled on about prep and stuff. Um so I was, I figured I would kind of section this into like the three different sports individually. So the swim for Oliver, um, went pretty well, except for I overestimated my swimming abilities because <laughs> when I train with the club, I'm a pretty fast swimmer in the pool because I've been swimming my entire life and I've been swimming in a pool my entire life. So... I was prepared to be at the front of the pack. <laughs> um, I got in the water and I've done one open water swim before that. And I was totally confident being in the water. Nothing about that intimidated me. And I started swimming um, back and forth in like not a straight line at all. And everyone behind me ran me over. Oh, and I like, I didn't get freaked out about it or anything. I just kind of laughed at myself, honestly. I like, I swallowed a bunch of water and I was like, well, probably won't do that again. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people have that say that that is the most stressful part of any triathlon is the first 300 yeah. meters when they've got people swimming and punching and I goggles can be ripped off. I actually got into this weird like headspace where I was like, I was like going to fight everyone in the water. I was like not intimidated by it at all. It kind of amped me up more probably. Good um, attitude. I mean, otherwise you play the victim and you sink. Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally wasn't going to allow myself to get into that mindset. I was like, I was like, I'm going to race. And then Cultus, I held back in the pack a little bit more, um, kind of judged where I was going to go. Um, but again, I found that I wasn't able to cite, 
um, because I'm so used to swimming in a pool and I don't have to look up ever. So something definitely to take note for myself was that I need to like sight more um, than like looking up and watching where I'm going because rather than swimming over over other swimmers, which I'm sure they appreciate it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so my swim in both races was definitely slower than a pool swim for me. Um, I average in a pool about 140s for 100 meters, which is reasonably fast, I would say, um, for a triathlon. Like, that's a pretty good... Yeah, you'd come out of the water if you can swim a 140. That's like about a 27 minutes, uh, 1500. Yeah, totally. Um, But I was... Upper pack. um, In Oliver, I'm pretty sure I came out at 33 minutes, and then Cultus, I came out... 32 so it's like one minute faster or something like that yeah so still like i'd say like i was pretty proud of it but i wasn't like at the first like pack usually there's like two groups that come out of the water there's like the fast ones and then like the medium ones and then like i don't know this is just something i've observed on my own (laughs) um so yeah i guess i'll jump into i'll mention transition for Oliver went very smoothly, but coming out of the water in Cultus, my wetsuit got stuck, which is a bit of a comical moment for me because I was immediately, like, so enraged. And I was, like, coming out of the water, and I'm, like, cussing and, like, trying to get my wetsuit off, and there's, like, children on the beach. I was going to ask, how did you channel that rage? (laughs) So I, like, came out of the water. I'm, like, having to, like, take a step back and, uh realize okay it's probably gonna take me a lot longer in transition to get this wetsuit off without wrecking it because i spent like money on this that i didn't have <laughs> and uh i come out of the water and turns out my boyfriend had decided to volunteer for uh wetsuit stripping he just had done it and i walked out of the water and he just looks at me and bursts out laughing and he's like just turn around and i'll take the wetsuit off and i was like he's like just calm down <laughs> so i actually ended up laughing at myself and i think that helped a lot so that was really sweet of him um so yeah as just a bit of a comical moment for transition there um so the wetsuit's off you're yeah, running toward your bike yeah got everything on very smoothly um something about um the bike transition or swim to bike that takes me a bit longer i would say than the average person is i put on like these cycling gloves which most people probably don't wear um but they're they kind of hold a bit of uh significance for me because my grandma wore them in um when she was riding her bike a ton in india so so these are the same gloves yeah they are and she gave me a bunch of stuff when she gave me her bike and i felt like it was just important to kind of keep something with me that because she kind of really got me started with the whole cycling aspect so you know what i'll sacrifice a few seconds put on these gloves and you know I don't really care that much. So, um, biking, um, for Oliver was the worst part of the race for me. (laughs) I hadn't trained any hills. Um, and like I said, I hadn't ridden 40 kilometers on my bike before and I'd been experiencing hip pain and like visiting the chiropractor for it. And my chiropractor basically told me, uh, you have no ab strength and you need to work on that. (laughs) And so I had no time right before my race to start like building my core. Um, so I was, Almost Couldn't like, get a few crunches in while you were moving the bed or something? Oh, you know, I should have, but <laughs> I made excuses for myself, which, um, you know, I think we all tend to do, but I, maybe I do more than other people. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I um, got on the bike, and 10K in, my my hips were hurting, and I looked down and realized I'd forgotten all my fuel for the bike, I, except for my water, and I was like, 
crap. Like, <laughs> oh no, here we go. Um, so I had it in my head. I was like, well, I'm probably going to end up bonking in this cycling portion. I just have to get through it. And my legs were hurting and I was just like starting to sink into like this awful mindset i was like what am i doing here i'm not a triathlete I, it was well, that self-doubt oh, crap was, gets oh yeah mind. yeah totally and everyone's riding by me mm. and i'm like no <laughs> um yeah and i i remember like I, I ended up like coasting down the hills i wasn't like spinning my legs anymore and i was coasting a lot more than i should have been and like i was just at this point where like I had to just get through the cycling portion because otherwise I wasn't going to finish the race. And, um, I just had to like find this space in my head where I was like, I need to get out of this negative mindset or I'm not going to finish the race. And that would be terrible <laughs> because then, um, then I wouldn't, I would have it in my head that I couldn't do it and it would be a lot harder for me to get back and do it the next time. So I was like, I have to finish this. I have to start thinking better, even if I'm not feeling it. And I was able to, like, I was able to do that, which I was, like... How? I ended up, like, kind of drawing on, like, trying to find a mantra, because um, some people say that that helps. And part of it, um, my mom, um, she's a runner, and she, um, said, she was the one who told me that, like, if you don't finish the race, like, it's going to be a bad, like bad um thing for you because like like i said before you're not gonna it's gonna be a lot harder for you to get on the bike again and do it again so that was part of it i was like listening to my mom in my head i was like i better not quit <laughs> um so yeah and um i decided that i was gonna enjoy the scenery a bit more too i was like okay i gotta get out of this competitive mode because clearly i'm not like competing necessarily anymore um, yeah at that point at that point yeah so it was actually a really beautiful ride too we rode by a bunch of wineries and stuff so um coming into the end of the that bike portion uh i was i was pretty thankful mm. <laughs> um as far as cultist goes i was there to to compete um when i got on that bike i'd been psyching myself up the whole week to to ride my bike like i was like wanting to win um which I knew, obviously, I wasn't going to in my first year and everything win a triathlon. <laughs> but I had it in my head that I wanted to pass people, not get passed by people. Yeah, change um, it from yeah. participant to yeah. competitor. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I got on the bike, and in my head I got this, like, really aggressive mantra. And a lot of people have said to me, like, yo, you're not an aggressive person, but I had this mantra in my head, and all I kept saying was, like, I want blood, and I was like, oh my goodness, like, where is this coming from? <laughs> um, and I just, like, buckled down, and my family had actually come to the cultist race, and they did not expect me to do as well in the cycling portion, um, I guess, and their plan was to come watch the swim and go home and come back, and they started, like, driving, and they didn't realize how far I'd actually gone, so that was, like, a huge, like, emotional boost for them to be like wait like you're already here and i was averaging 30k an hour which is that's fast for me that's fast um period <laughs> so i was like feeling on top of it and i ended up like dropping my water bottle halfway through <laughs> through the course and i just looked down and i was like of course i would drop my water bottle <laughs> um but I, I remembered fuel that time as well so i i managed to like keep my energy going for that um so as far as the bike goes in cultists, like, so far, in contrast for both of these, um, you can tell that cultists is, like, significantly more prepared for, um, I was in a better headspace, um, so many different things. Um, yeah, and the bike portion at cultists, there were only two hills, and I had been training hills, so 
made it better. Um, actually, a bit of um, help at the end. We had like one final climb um, over hill, and then we were gonna like go down a hill to the lake um, for transition again. Um, Christina from uh, ATC also she rode up behind me like kind of towards the end of the race, and she's like, uh, "If you don't spin your legs out going up this hill, you're gonna you're gonna feel them when you're going for the run." And she's like, "You need to like." gear down and keep going um spinning more than like pushing i guess like i don't know technical terms so i think a cyclist called grinding yeah 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 that's mm-hmm. what she was saying exactly so um yeah so that definitely helped a lot um and as someone who's not a cyclist it's just like a little bit of advice at the end like goes a huge huge way so yeah transition for both um bike to run bike to run and oliver was actually hysterical um it it was a huge pickup for me because i came in and i think alan and mikey both from atc were just screaming at me in transition i came in i was like everything hurts and alan's like welcome to triathlon (laughs) and mikey's like get going (laughs) and i don't know if someone had walked by my transition um and noticed that both my shoes were still tied up but i remembered on the bike that i hadn't untied my my running shoes and i was like well nothing i can do about it now and i got there and they were both untied ready to go so someone must have walked by and seen that and i was like thank you (laughs) um yeah and then the bike to run in cultus went very smoothly as well and i used um alan's bit of advice to pick up my race belt as i was heading out and clip it on as i was leaving because and just little things like that honestly that was great Um, how was your mental state during that run you had a tough but during uh, the run for oliver no um, i'm talking about cultus lake because you had this wonderful 30 kilometer aggressive yeah cycle at cultus lake and then it's a it's a different experience for you because you're not you know the the race course isn't doing it to you you're doing it to the race course Mm -hmm. and you're also doing it to your competitors Mm -hmm. so as you're making that transition to your first big aggressive yeah potentially fun (laughs) run what's going through your head um i was like ready for it honestly i was like feeling on top of the world i was like i needed this race and the only thing that kind of I was worried about for Cultus was the heat. Uh, it was hot that day. Um, I think we we're we we're pushing like 28 uh, degrees Celsius. I yeah, this was the day was... after Crystal's uh, positive spin. Mm-hmm. Another hot day in the Fraser Valley. Yeah, it was it was hot and humid. Um, so yeah, that was the only thing that I was like kind of concerned about because back in Oliver, um, probably partly because I hadn't like mostly because I hadn't eaten the right food before and I didn't have enough fuel on the bike. I got super nauseous and I ended up having to walk and I was not excited about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can run 10K almost no problem now um, based on the training that I've done. And I had to walk and there was like grandmas passing me. And this one grandma came up behind me, like this sweet lady. And she's like, are you okay, dear? And I'm like, oh my goodness, I must look so rough right now. (laughs) But she was a sweetheart. And she ended up actually like kind of helping me pace up a hill. I paced with a grandma up the hill. Like that's, that's the the rough bit I was going through. And you know what? I like huge, like kudos to her. Like awesome. Like she, I think I would estimate her age being at least like, 68 like 70 she she was like awesome i was like wow if she can do this i can do that <laughs> i'm like 19 years old like trying to climb this hill right <laughs> yeah. now like trying not to throw up the great equalizer <laughs> of triathlon yeah, yeah yeah totally um so then fast forward to cultus cultus was a lot more flat too um that was the thing about oliver too is there are a lot more hills 
Um, and then, so cultists, it was, it was mostly flat and it was an out and back for both of them. So it was like huge pick me up in Oliver, even though I was like having nausea, um, for like to pass so many people from ATC to just like, kind of like pick you up and be like, you can do this. Uh, I think that like for me, community is huge, um, at a race. Um, cause if you can be in the worst mental state and someone can ride by you and be like, you're doing good that, you know, and it's like. I am doing good. <laughs> um, so yeah, in fact, uh, cultists, the run, I didn't get nauseous. I ended up with a cramp and, um, I actually recently talked to Zach, um, Neufeld and he was saying that that could be my cardio, um, which I felt like my cardio was pretty good cause I've been doing track once a week. Um, and like really pushing it, but maybe not enough. Um, so something to, I got a cramp in my um, ribs, so okay. that's due to cardio, not my legs. I never had a cramp in my legs, thank goodness. Um, yeah, so I didn't end up having to walk in cultus, so that was awesome. And for cultus, I was, as far as times go, I was shooting for, oh, um, sub two hours for cultus for the whole race, and I wanted um, less than an hour for the run, and I think for the run, I ended up with, like, 58 minutes um in cultus and then the run in oliver it was like an hour and two minutes so oh, quite a bit faster yeah obviously. um so overall, and a much better bike for uh no i actually ended up i rode like my tri bike that uh alan found for me on craigslist in both races okay. yeah um <laughs> overall um this was a huge like um i guess for the victory of cultus I finished the race and like I said, I wanted a sub two hour and I looked at my time and I had a 15 minute PR uh-huh. from Oliver and I was like, yes, like <laughs> this is what I needed. Like 15 minutes, that's huge. Yeah. So, um, I took most of that off in the bike and I guess like four minutes in the run. Um, so yeah, uh, that was pretty cool. So yeah, um, overall it was like, you could see the differences between them and Oliver, I kind of had to reassess and I've written about both of these races on the blog that I'd started. Want to give us your blog address? Oh yeah. Um, if you can't pull it up, (laughs) tell it to us after off microphone and we will post it on our Yeah, Yeah. That would probably be a lot better. I think. Done. Yeah. yeah, I won't have it exact. (laughs) If I say it now, you'll find some weird website or something. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah. So Cultus was great. Um, so yeah, I guess like that's almost it. So that's two Olympic go. distances yeah. in the space of three weeks. Mm-hmm. One in Oliver not going so well, yeah. and the other one maybe a race of validation in Cultus Lake. Yeah. Both had their challenges. Yeah. Which race did you learn more from? Um, I think. And what was it? I, ha- I had a lot to draw from Oliver, um, but there was a small victory for Oliver. Going back to what I'd said about, like, um, what had happened in my past, um, it was actually almost exactly two years after um, what had happened. Like, I won't go into detail, but I'd been abused by um, someone I was dating uh, two years earlier, and it was, like, the fact that it was exactly like two years after and it was like an action of kind of like reclaiming my space and um that was the victory for Oliver it wasn't the race itself it was um what I was capable of doing with my body after that so that was definitely more how it went for me um and cultus uh the victory was 
the training that I'd put in and the physical aspect of improving myself based on the hard work I'd done, if that kind of makes sense. And like taking my mistakes from Oliver and like really making a conscious effort to not make those mistakes again. Well, thank you so much for the race report. Before we wrap things up, I'm looking at Kevin Watt. He looks like he's got um, perhaps one or two questions for you. Two questions. Mm -hmm. Did you remember to thank the volunteers at both the events? Because this is pretty crucial. Of course, yeah. I always ride by volunteers and like say thank you. Um, I actually ended up asking one of the volunteers at Cultus if they could like maybe find my water bottles. I rode past them and they just kind of laughed and they're like, that's probably unlikely. I was like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, volunteers are a huge aspect of triathlon because you have three sports and a lot of distance. Um, for each race, I guess. So, yeah, definitely. Unfortunately, you didn't get any flats, so... Unfortunately, right? Yeah. Flats were Fortunately, there. oh, I thought you said no, unfortunately. No, no, no. I thought no, you were no. joking Fortunately, here. you didn't... Totally, yeah. Flats. So, I'm, like, honestly probably not prepared to have a flat at this point. So, that was really good. If I got a flat, I probably would have ended up walking quite a lot. But one, one yeah. great thing about triathlon is there's a fourth discipline, uh, and that's your nutrition. Yeah, Definitely. And fortunately, uh, F2C Nutrition is FitSpeak sponsor. On your next triathlon, you can use the FitSpeak 15 discount code coupon and pick yourself up some Perfect. F2C Nutrition. I actually nutrition. used a bit of F2C on my racing cultist while I was running. So. They're really good. They're yeah. Excellent. yeah. They're excellent. And in fact, they're at both events that weekend. They were at Joe Dixon's event and they are mm -hmm. also sponsoring at the Positive Spin and I think Galen was leaning on that. Both of those products. Yeah, it uh, it definitely helped. It was a really hot day, and it was uh, quite amazing to be able to get through like over 200 kilometers in that amount of heat without any cramping issues, and be able to maintain the the intensity level that we were able to uh, to maintain throughout. So yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh, to F2C. That's for sure.